Hello, my dear listeners. I hope you all are keeping up well and soaring great heights and smiling and shining as gracefully as the moonlight. In life, we have to strike a balance to give our hundred percent. Among all the priorities, which priority tops the chart is career. So, to further delay on the topic today, on board we have with us career coach, a prodigy, Miss Ashna Jain. She hails from Chandigarh and has procured her law degree from NLU Jodhpur. She has worked in some interesting fields like banking and finance. Her hobbies include adventure sports, reading books, which complements her career field. She has won awards like Next Big Creator Awards 2022 and Born on Instagram Dreams Award 2022. She is truly an epitome of grace. I wish you soar greater heights and overcome all the roadblocks in your road to success. Hello, ma'am. Hi, hi, Karnika. Thank you so much for this nice introduction. I'm really overwhelmed at this. Thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast. I'm very, very excited and invested in talking to you about career and related things. Thank you so much for giving your valuable time to us, and you definitely deserve the words. That's the reason it is the part of your introduction. Thank you so much. You're too kind. <laughs> Thank you. So let's have a conversation on career coach. What is the career coaches, and what are what all about career coaching is, right? So are you ready for your first question? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Please. Okay. So, what has made you to change your field from corporate to career coach? All right. So, I think I get this question a lot, and I'm glad that you asked this on a platform, so I can just clear it out for once and for all for everybody. So, it's just that uh, while I was in law firms, first of all, I was in a corporate law firm in the Bombay office of one particular law firm, and therein I realized that I don't exactly like being on the corporate side of the law. Like, I like law, but I don't like being on the corporate side of it. Which is why I shifted into another law firm and uh, started working with their dispute resolution practice. Now I worked with them for a couple of years. Like I worked with them for a year and a half, and I think two years. And that's when it hit me that, uh, and that was the time of the pandemic also. So the courts had shut very briefly during that period of time. Like for a week or two, the courts were not working. And since I was in the dispute resolution practice, I was a little free at that period of time because courts are not working, so I didn't have any work. So uh, I got to thinking a lot during that point in time in March 2020 that uh, you know like why am I doing this? Do I actually like dispute resolution? Did I actually just shift into dispute resolution because I didn't want to be on the corporate side of the law? And do I actually like law? Right. So I actually self-reflected on a lot of questions, and I sort of figured out that the second law firm that I was a part of. I just loved the people over there, and which is why I sort of liked the work that I was doing, right? So sometimes it happens that you don't exactly like the work; you just like the people, and then you just get into the flow of doing things. So I then I thought that okay, what if the people over here are not good, and then also I have to do the same work? Will I be able to do the same work? And the answer was obviously no. That I don't really enjoy the work; I was just enjoying the company of those people, which is why I ended up doing good work at that law firm, right? And that's when it hit me that maybe I shouldn't have been in the core field of law. Maybe that's one thing that I sort of started thinking at that point in time. 
now this got connected to something that goes back to my law school days that uh, well i was in the fourth year of law school law schools are five years right five year and three years so i was in the five year program so when i was in the fourth year of law school i got a job and uh, after that i was very free in my fifth year right like when you get a job one year before obviously you are very free so i started helping my friends family etc here and there whoever asked me for any sort of job advice i started helping those people ki acha resume aise banana hai you to make the cover letter like this or like you know you to prepare for your interview in a certain way so i started giving like random free advice to everybody and i used to like really really enjoy it also and people used to like take me seriously at that point also now linking it to something that happened within march 2020 which i just shared that i sort of started thinking that maybe i'm not made for the core field of law and it was a very organic decision for me that i thought that okay if not law then what can i do like i can't sit at home right like study 5 years of law school i can't just simply sit at home and just decide one day okay i'm not good for anything it was a very convenient decision for me to think that i want to be a career coach because i enjoyed talking to people i enjoyed giving free gyan to everybody <laughs> and like you know i enjoyed indulging in advice and like you know counsel sessions etc so i thought fine i'll give it a try i'll give it a shot so i started creating content around it on linkedin on instagram etc everywhere and it started picking up also people started taking it seriously you know and then i monetized it in a few months and then post that in october 2020 i resigned from my second job also and uh, i shifted into career coaching full time at that time i gave myself 3 months ki chalo you know like i'll just work in this for 3 months and see if it's working out and then i'll maybe like i'll you know i'll join some other job or something i'll just take up another law firm job but those 3 months have never ended and i'm continuing to do that and i still do it today by god's grace so yes i'm very lucky and i'm very grateful for that but yes this is my small and sweet journey of how i shifted from a corporate law firm to disputes and then finally to career it's great like i am a person in my life who do everything 50% and then i leave it this is the one right. thing podcasting which i'm doing since more than a year now so i guess right you get the interest in your work you keep on doing it no matter how much uh, full schedule you are having or how much busy right. you are if you love it you right. will do it no matter right. how the, how much the difficulty is all about there right i completely agree even like you know honestly speaking now that you said it like even i was a person who used to get bored of you know doing things and then i used to just shift on to some other thing and i thought maybe you know this is also like another hobby that i've taken up which is career coaching i'm literally resigning from my job from that but clearly it has been more than a year since i've continued to do that so i completely relate with you when you say that you know you indulge in something for a longer period of time when you actually love doing it So yeah, it's hundred percent true. I don't like playing cricket to be honest. I love to watch cricket, but in my society there are very very good people, like very good people. Uh, yesterday we were playing cricket and I was playing cricket like for the first time, like good cricket after first time. And previously also I have played many times, but good cricket for the first time. And I ended up enjoying cricket, although I don't like playing. But the people were too good that they made me. to feel like it's a good player it's a good uh, you know sport and you should play it right right so like i can connect with you in your whole story because i i'm going through it i have gone through it as well right right yeah. i'm glad i'm okay we'll proceed to the next one what is the main work of career coach like while having a conversation with you i too got confused between career coach and a job hunter so what is the difference between career coach and how right. different from others okay okay 
to see a career coach like see a coach will always guide you through a process right like be it a nutrition coach be it like any other sort of entertainment and media entertainment coach be it like a career coach right so as the name suggests i guide people on their career paths now usually i guide people uh, who are pursuing say either law or mba or ca cs because all these are allied areas of study right so this is one of the things that i do that i guide people on their career trajectory or the career graph that they want to have for themselves the second thing is that people often get confused that you know i get a lot of uh, say queries regarding oh ashna can you help me get a job now a career coach can never get you a job they can always train you to get one like they will equip you to find a job yourself and then they will train you to actually qualify for that job now just to give you a very small example that say uh, you go to a career coach and they will help you with your resume they will help you with your interview skills they will help you with your cover letter they will help you with your linkedin profile etc everything like your persona your personality for a potential job that you want they will also guide you in number of ways in which how you can find a job right however on the other hand there is a term called job hunter or a recruiter there are different terms for that those people will essentially not per se guide you in all of these things they will just fix up an interview for you with somebody like say if i go to a job hunter for the legal industry they will tell me fine ashna we fixed up an interview for you for a particular law firm you need to submit your resume you need to sit for an interview at this time at this date right this is the entire job of a job hunter and this is the basic difference that a coach will basically equip you to get hold of that job and a job hunter will fix an appointment for you to in the last place to you know uh, say sit for an interview or say to call for so i hope that clears the doubt wow that's great but uh, like if there is a no today after i guess covid people need more career coach because somewhere or other while sitting at home we have become too much lazy that we don't know how to you know even introduce ourselves Recently, there was a girl who asked me that kindly tell me how to introduce myself. I don't know how to introduce myself, and for a while, although I don't judge people, but I was a little bit shocked that you are asking me how to introduce you. You know that exactly, exactly, exactly. So no, I face that like I completely get your point. Like you know, like when I train people on a daily basis, say for their interview preparation, for their mock interviews, etc. The first question any law firm, any company, anybody in the world is going to ask you, please tell me something about yourself, right? And then people start fumbling at the first question itself. Like they don't know what to tell. about themselves like they've lived with themselves for like 20 22 years and then you know when somebody is asking them ki chalo apne bare mein batao they're like sorry like you know we don't know what to tell about ourselves right so i think the awareness about how to put things into perspective for somebody to understand is where a career coach steps in that you know they tell you a very structured way of the information that's already there like say if you google it also that you know how to introduce yourself you will get like thousands of blogs or say articles on uh you know people telling or detailing how to introduce yourself right however to make it more meaningful for a targeted organization like say a law firm would want to listen to it in a different way a company would want to listen to it in a different way and an ngo would want to listen to it in a different way right so how to put that in perspective for a targeted organization is where i think a career coach steps and helps uh, so i guess that's the reason people if you're not oriented towards career coach and if you are like literally want to have a good job i will suggest you that you should watch 
her reels as well as you should to not only connect to her but you should connect to the career coach if you are if i talk about the dumb career coach also she is one of the best i know but you do kind <laughs> so i have seen your work i have seen your content that's the reason i connected with you because somewhere i felt that you are the one who know how to express and once you know right. how to express you can teach people there are lot of right. teachers but still we always have that one or two our favorite one the reason favorite teachers yeah <laughs> because right, they yeah. express their subject in such a good way that only sitting in their class we learn the subject and we were like okay in exams we'll just read it and we'll score good because they have expressed right. in a that good level right right, right. so that's the reason i'm saying it i've observed thank you so much, <laughs> thank you so much. you're most welcome okay what change uh, what changes can a career coach make in life of their clients so i think the first and the foremost i think the only change that i feel that a career coach can ever bring to somebody's life is bridging the information gap i take i'll tell you that with the help of an example now say i i have graduated from national law university jodhpur right however there are other private law colleges also there are government colleges also and there are other uh, little relatively lesser known colleges law colleges also right the information i felt and i have observed the information that was told to me in my nlu is not at par with something that is being told at you know say a government college or a private college i think we are privy to much more than what those students are privy to in the sense that they are not being told even the basic information now when i say basic say that you know that your cv should be around two pages when you send it out to a law firm and it should never go beyond two pages not even a line more than two pages or say you know when you introduce yourself you never start narrating your entire cv you tell them something that's not on your cv like something about your hobbies something about your family background something about the city in which you were born and brought up etc all of that and you know very basic information say about how to publish papers how to write blogs how to network with people on linkedin what messages can you send people on linkedin how to draft a normal email also etc in the first place people are not aware of that basic information and i feel that the grooming part is missing in those colleges as against the college that probably i have graduated from or the other nlus that are there and i feel that that information gap has to be bridged someday right i mean you can't expect all nlu graduates only to say be in law firms or like you know be in companies etc you need other people from non elite institutions also to be a part of this race right because the fact that the economy is not only made of only nlu graduates it's also made of like you know other people who are say in other colleges as well right and they also deserve to uh, you know say have a part in the best of the best jobs that are available out there in the country so i feel that the career coach will always bridge that gap that the career coach will always tell you that you know how what information you don't have and what information you require in order for the goal that you want to achieve now if you ask any law graduate if you ask any mba graduate etc they will always tell that fine i want a job in that particular company or i want a job in that particular law firm right however they don't know how to do that because they are not being groomed for that in their colleges right they don't have that access to the information their alumni also graduated from their college itself so they don't have anybody to look up so i think a career coach steps in there and brings in their experience and expertise and tells people that this is how you can do it this is the path that you can take obviously 
करियर कोच कैन नेवर गारंटी की यू नो लाइक से आई कैन गारंटी दैट यू नो दैट इफ यू जस्ट टेक दैट पाथ यू गोइंग टू ऑब्वियसली लाइक और से इफ यू टेक माय सर्विस यू जस्ट गोइंग टू गेट दैट जॉब दैट्स नॉट हाउ इट हैपेंस राइट यू पुट इन द हार्ड वर्क आई विल जस्ट शो यू अ वे इन से अ 30 40 मिनट और अ 1 आवर सेशन विद यू एंड टेल यू दैट फाइन दिस इज द स्ट्रेटजी दैट यू नीड टू टेक एंड दिस शुड आइडियली गिव यू रिजल्ट्स बट इट्स ऑन यू दैट हाउ मच विलिंग यू आर इन ऑर्डर टू यू नो पुट इन द हार्ड वर्क एंड टू फुलफिल दैट स्ट्रेटजी फॉर योरसेल्फ Wow, that's great. So, would you suggest that the person should do more and more internships? Again, okay, I'm glad you asked me this question. I think this has to be addressed. So, I feel that uh, with the advent of pandemic, what happened was the trend that I saw that people literally started doing internships left, right, and center. Like I've seen people who've done like twenty, thirty internships also, like you know, in the past two, three years. And I'm not kidding. Like I've personally known people who've done like more than thirty internships mm-hmm. and multiple people in the past two years, right? And I, and then I asked them that you know why were you doing these internships? Like what did you gain out of each internship? Can you tell me in one one line? Obviously they were like no, like you know half of these were like just for namesake. Some of them we we just did because others were doing. And like out of these maybe like two three is the other ones where we actually learned something, right? So you see that the quality of internships never matters. It's always sorry the quantity of internships never matters. It's the quality that matters the most, right? So you should always pick your internship according to your niche. Now I'll tell you how. Like say if you are interested in say uh, you are an MBA student, right? Now say you are interested in say marketing, and you start interning with a bank tomorrow. I don't see how that internship is going to help you in the longer run, right? Like you should ideally be interning with a marketing agency. You should be interning with an agency that runs Facebook ads, Instagram ads, etc. Right? For you to understand the concept of marketing, digital marketing, etc. Right? And if you start interning with say an organization who would teach you finance concepts or say who would teach you HR concepts, that doesn't make any sense for you in the longer run, right? So you should always pick your internships according to your niche. That's one. And secondly, stick to them for some time. Like again, this was one mistake that I did while I was in law school that I did. One one month internships and then that's it. Like I was like, "Can't be okay. I've done like four five internships one one month and that's that's something that I need to understand." However, when I joined my job, I realized that the people who did like four four month three three month internships as against one month internships, they have better clarity on concepts as against what I had, right? And that is when I realized that when you intern with somebody for a longer duration of time. you get involved in more serious transactions you get involved in more serious work you get assigned responsibilities that are of higher stake which is why uh, doing a long term internship over a short term internship would make more sense for you in the long term so i hope that answers the question that doing more number of internships is never going to help you doing quality internships for longer period of time is the key to succeed in yeah like definitely quantity doesn't matter but quality does yes and by that only and even one more thing like now people are too much into you know online internships some take right. it seriously and some are like only for the name sake or for the certification we are right. doing right. right but i guess people should take it a little bit seriously there was one internship or uh, like i joined the internship with fortis that was mental health care internship some of the students they were like that they just switch on the class and leave it like attendance ho gaya it is more like workshop rather than internship but we got the certificate of internship and right. few were there who 
sit there and listen to what is mental health what is mental goals we all got certification of mental health uh, internship and some of them were like okay fine we got the certificate why to uh, even listen what the sir uh, yeah. okay yes yes so at that time i got to know that okay the ones who literally you know taken that internship seriously we were able to write our psychology answers better than the ones who were like okay fine because they were writing the same examples which were there in the book but we were writing right, examples right. which we have heard so our right, answers right. were a little bit different and our teacher given a uh, given us more marks So right, right, right. Uh, difference between both the things. So yes, yes. I just wanted to say that whatever you do, whatever you do, just take it a little bit seriously. No matter it's exactly, a- exactly. It all depends on how invested you are in that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, say, if you are not invested in that thing, you're never going to get results, like you said, right? Yeah. And if you are serious towards it, of course, you're going to see some results. Maybe in the near future, maybe in the you know, like further in life. But yes, you definitely want to see. Yeah, no matter it's your sports, it's your career, or it's maybe related to dance, photography. But you should be little, little bit serious whatever you do, so that you can do that thing in a good way, and in future you can use that knowledge. Right, definitely. Right, that's the reason we are doing the thing, just to use the, these knowledges in future or maybe in present. Right, right, right. Okay, so how can a person manage his or her balance? between work life and personal life the most important question i guess of the whole session okay so i think uh, it's all about prioritizing first of all that you know what's your priority in life like say for some people now i know a lot of people who've done their education on loan right so for them other things might not be on priority their my their priority might be to just earn a lot of money and to like you know get done with that loan that education loan right however there are other people and i think i fall in that other uh, category of people i'm a little privileged that i i didn't do education on my own my parents like you know sort of sponsored my education so i was like fine theek hai like you know my priority is to not earn money money as such but to obviously make myself financially independent right and which is why i could bring in a lot of aspect of say mental health and like other related allied areas within my own day to day life so i think it all depends on prioritizing yourself like say for me i think at this point in time when i worked in two law firms i've like you know worked a lot and i've sort of worked on my venture also for like more than a year now i feel for me earning money is secondary i think mental peace for me is first and that is where i think the aspect of balancing comes in the first place also see again just to give that give a small anecdote about it now when i started my own venture when i quit my law firm jobs i think i was working more than what i had ever worked at any of my law firm jobs because obviously you know i was in the growing stage of my venture and like i was little scared also that you know this is the time that i need to accomplish everything and like what if it doesn't work out in the future so i need to do everything today and after 3 4 months of working continuously without taking any breaks without indulging in any sort of entertainment activities i realized that i have burnt out completely like i literally i just felt like quitting my own venture at that point in time and that's when i uh, you know spoke to my boyfriend who's now my husband uh, that you know that uh, like like should i just quit it like should i just get done with it or like what should i do so then he also spoke with me he like made me self self reflect and you know i also knew the answer somewhere within 
that I really need to slow down and I need to have my own priorities set that is earning money the priority or is mental health the priority right and if both are priority like how can I manage that that's when I started taking conscious steps that you know fine I'll not take more than certain number of clients per month or I'll not make content if I'm not in the right mental space to do that or I will definitely have one holiday per week to you know have that sort of a uh, you know relaxation period between the whole rigorous life cycle etc so i think taking conscious steps is one of the things so if you need to maintain like so if you need to make down a list that what you need to do to maintain a work life balance first of all set your priorities right because if they are not right nothing is going to happen second take conscious efforts on maintaining those priorities and thirdly i think speaking to a number of people because like see speaking to the people who observe us day to day in our day to day lives right they would be able to give us a better perspective from the outside that fine you know this is something that that that's going wrong or like this is something that we can notice that's going wrong in your life maybe you can take account of that so you don't have to completely blindly rely on those people but yes you can take into account their observations about your life also because sometimes we lose track of what we are doing and uh, you know we just go on automation mode so we don't have to do that we need to sit down and maybe like journal or maybe like put down your thoughts on a paper and then you know start afresh on that front so i think this is these are some of the very small ways that i sort of you know brought into my life and achieved work that's great and that's nice as well okay so how can a person make himself or herself better version i think it's all about uh again like you know in what sense do you want to make yourself a better version like say if you want to make yourself a better version professionally then of course there are different things that you can do if you want to make yourself uh, make a better version of yourself personally again there are certain habits that you need to inculcate but i think it all depends and comes down to habits that uh, you need to develop certain habits to make yourself a better version either professionally or personally so uh, i think we can uh, take one one example from both like say professionally say if you want to uh, you know improve your communication skills that's one thing that most of the people suffer and like you know that's one thing that you should ideally uh, you know be working on if you want to succeed professionally in your career of course there are some things that you can do like say you know uh, say if you want to increase your communication skills in english start talking to people in english start uh, watching english movies start watching english web series start mm-hmm. listening to podcasts because the more you listen to a podcast of course like you know the more you need to pay your attention to that uh, of course like you know uh, in you can download a lot of apps that are there to improve your communication skills you can talk, in those apps you can even talk to like you know robots that talk to you like actual in fluent english and they can hold a conversation with you so and they will also point out if there are any pronunciation errors etc right mm-hmm. so i think it's all about habit building process and of course like on habits we can have another like 2 hour podcast that's uh, that's impossible to cover here but i think uh, two favorite books that i've always followed for habit formation they've actually helped me like i don't see any other self help books ever helping me generally but i think two books that definitely helped me are uh, like you know one is atomic habits by james clear and another is the power of habit by charles duck so i think you can uh, like you know take hold of these two books and literally these two books have changed my life and like in the real sense they have changed my life so if somebody wants to build any habits you can start doing that and even on the personal front also like say you know if 
if you want to just develop a habit that you know i don't want to use my phone right when i get up in the morning of course make yourself accountable for that like have another habit in that case like stack it with something else that fine if i'm waking up in the morning if i'm not using my phone what am i doing apart from it so like me it could be like you know reading a book it could be talking to your loved ones it could be reading a newspaper it could be like you know making tea for yourself it could be just going out in, into your balcony so anything that you can replace with the negative habits that you don't want is something that will push you towards positive habits right so i think and i also honestly these these all these concepts i've picked up from that books on from those books only and that immensely helped me like helped me so much so if somebody is looking to become a better version of themselves they should just focus on building their habits and i think everything's going to that's great and that's nice and i guess one more thing that you should start listening to the podcasts definitely because it help you to know about the things of other people perspective as well because in a podcast exactly. most of them there are two people full talk right you'll get right. to know the perspective of a uh, of two people on a specific right. topic which will right. wider which will wider up your mindset and help you to get more about the things which you are not knowing about it and this Perfect. will help you to key, uh, to make yourself indulge into the specific topic to know the topic and you if you want then you can read us a book or a novel on that specific topic to get more knowledge about that right 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 i agree completely Yes, that's the reason. Start listening and start reading. So we are in the end of the podcast. So here goes your second last question. Share your any experience which can motivate the listeners. I think, I mean, there are a lot of experiences in life, but the one that I would want to definitely because you're talking about career and related aspects. So I think uh, one uh, instance that I would definitely want to share is about. when i left my first job so like you know it was a very high paying job it was at the best office of the country best law firm in the country but i still wanted to leave it it's because of like you know it could be like because of hundreds hundreds of reasons and all the people like even my parents everybody in the world was like against it they were like why would you leave this job like you know there's no reason for you to leave this job because it pays you well it's in the best law firm of the country it's everything perfect that ever any law student in india can dream of why are you leaving it right but again it was my personal decision because i felt that you know that it's not making me happy any longer and i and if if it's not making me happy i can't continue doing it right so i prioritized myself at that point in time but again because it comes with privilege like i had my savings i had my parents to help me financially even though they were against the decision i could leave that job right not that uh, moving ahead when i joined the other law firm that other law firm wasn't even paying me as much as you know the first law firm was paying because i had anyway left the best law firm of the country right so the second best can't pay you as the best law firm of the country so again at that point in time even while i had interviewed with them they told me that we can't straight away give you a job offer because you are changing your area of law right and that's very big thing in the law profession that you know when you change your area of law that becomes a huge thing like i think it goes for all disciplines like say today you start from mba in marketing and you suddenly want to be in finance it's going to be a huge change for you also right so similarly it was a very huge thing for me and for the law firm also they, they were like we can't give you a job straight away you will have to intern with us now at that point in time i had a huge uh, i was very demotivated i was like you know i've left such a good job and now the other law firm isn't willing to give me a job offer and they're telling me to intern with them 
so after leaving a job will i and if i intern again with somebody else wouldn't the entire society laugh at me like i actually had that thing in mind i struggled with that thought for so many days that you know that it's such a joke on me that i've left a law firm now i'm interning with some other law firm how does that show on my cv or like you know even if my relatives my friends anybody in the world asks me so they'll, they'll just laugh at me they'll be like she's left a job to do an internship where there's no guarantee that she'll get a job right however i mean i worked hard during that internship period and by god's grace i converted that into a job offer eventually the point here is or say if you want to call it a motivation thing anything that you want to call it the point here is that you should never shy away from doing something just on the pretext of what the society is going to think and you know as much as we like to preach it it's very difficult when you have to follow it for yourself like at times you know those thoughts will eventually enter your mind that you know what is that random relative going to say that you know that she's left such a good job to do an internship somewhere else right so be it at any career point in your life be it at any stage in your life personally professionally etc whatever you do you do it for yourself and you know it's very easily said than done like till the time you actually uh, experience it yourself and you actually navigate through it yourself you're never going to understand it you'll be like oh, of course you know i'm i'm somebody who does everything uh, what i want to do but then there are certain decisions in life which you have to take wherein you know you actually face that sort of a thought on yourself nobody's actually saying that thought to you but like you're just facing it on yourself but at that point if you choose yourself and you choose your happiness over what others are going to think i think you're going to strive and like you know you're going to like thrive sorry not strive you're going to thrive and like you know you're going to come out as a better version of yourself and that's really helped me like my second job has been so instrumental in shaping uh, me in what i am today so i think i'm very thankful to myself for that decision that i actually had the guts to you know do that internship and to leave that job in the first place so i think if that motivates you so that's that's one thing that i would like to share wow that's great trying different things can make you definitely more intellectual and definitely right. more intelligent in certain aspects right right yeah okay so how did you feel on karnika's buzz so i think i i've done a lot of podcasts before but i think i felt very comfortable with you it's i don't know why maybe because of your vibe maybe because of your chirpy nature i don't know i just i really felt at home and again like i think i would want to apologize again for like you know delaying it because of health reasons because of xyz so many reasons but yes you've been so accommodating and you've been very formal about everything so i've loved that also and uh, i don't think there was ever a delay from your side in recording this there was always a delay from my side uh, but yes you were very very accommodating so i really loved that about you so yeah again thank you so much for inviting me and i urge all of you to watch all her previous episodes and upcoming episodes also Thank, Thank you so much. That is so kind and so much overwhelming and even flattering. Please don't apologize. Anyone could have health issues. Even I can have health issues, so it's perfectly fine. And to all the listeners, that's it for the day. Stay happy. Stay fit. Stay positive. Keep growing. Keep shining. Lots of love. Lots of regards to you and your family. Stay with your parents. They genuinely love you. And if you don't believe yourself, then believe me. You are the best version of yourself, and I love you. Bye guys, see you soon. Bye bye.